0: You wanted the best, but you're shit out of luck. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. We're here to waste some of your time and hopefully entertain you for a little bit. So thank you for letting us into your head. Hope we don't do any damage. Welcome to episode four of the KISS FAQ Podcast. Joining me today is Nigel, Lonnie, Hello. and Alex. Uh, thank you guys for spending your time representing the board uh, with a discussion. Hi, For those who are bored, Uh, today we're going to talk about, well actually before we get to that, um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the last episode, appreciate the feedback uh, we received on that, Um, that was a a fun episode to record, hopefully today will be exciting too. The topic today is going to be Kiss Cruises, the past, the future, um, and what people think of them. Uh, Kiss is of course just announced or recently announced. Kiss Cruise Five, which will sail to Jamaica uh, this autumn, and in conjunction with that, they're going to be—they pre- say—they're going to be performing the whole Alive album, wearing 1975 costumes and doing a um, unmasked sailaway show. So, guys, what are your thoughts on that? So, let's start with Nigel. You've been on a cruise before, so uh, what do you think about their unmasked?
1: Uh, I'm excited. It's something different. Um, you know, of course, all the other years they did the acoustically. I would love to see that. I'm not going this next year because of school and everything. But um, sounds fantastic. And any year that they change it up and they they switch around with what, what they're doing, I'm all all for. As far as the alive costumes go, and you know, alive in its entirety is cool. I would say if they're going to do that, they need to go all out. Have the candelabra there. Uh, try to remake the stage as best as they can to be authentic. And uh, are they going to make new Alive costumes? Are they going to pull out the uh, Rock the Nation ones from storage? That's what I almost feel like is going to happen there. But um, I can't wait to see the YouTube videos
2: of it. Lonnie. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Rock the Nation costumes that we saw in 03 and 04, personally. You know, and I hope that. By doing a live that they're going to play all of Alive, not like Alive '35 and leave out Rock Bottom and Firehouse. You know, if you're going to play Alive, let's play Kiss Alive. And like you said too, recreate the stage as best you can, recreate that vibe from 1975. But when I heard they were going to, I went on one of the cruises. I went on Kiss Cruise two, and my wife and I were toying with the idea of maybe going again this year, um, but we. Kiss Alive in its entirety does not excite me. I mean, I saw Kiss Alive 35 where they played all of Alive except Rock Bottom and Firehouse. I saw that show multiple times and it doesn't excite me to go do it to go spend that money to go see it. Um, the fact that they're going to play um, Sail Away show Electric, that's cool
3: and I think it might be a little bit of they heard a lot of the backlash,
2: people them upset that they're going to play Kiss Live in its entirety. Okay, well, what are we going to do to excite people to make this cruise a little different? Well, we could do this. And I think that is exciting, because when's the last time they played electric without makeup? I guess it was 95. Because everything they've done on mass has really been acoustic since since they put the makeup back on.
1: Yeah,
0: kind What of... are they
2: going to play, though, uh, without the makeup? Are they going to play Eight. this? You're going to do it. you got to do 80s.
1: Yeah. I mean, are they going to play Coming Home and Plaster Caster and all the stuff they play acoustically, just electric? Or are they going to throw in some things we're not used to hearing? I'll fight Hell the
2: Hold You, something like that. That'd be amazing. They're
0: going to do. Re- voice. It's going reve- to be revenge. It's going to be revenge. They better do Fits Like a Glove. There's no excuse. Fits Like a Glove
3: needs to be performed. I mean, it was performed throughout the entire, pretty much the entire 80s era of the band. So, and we don't have to worry about Paul singing it, so there should be no excuses on that aspect. Or on the cruise last year, uh, Gene said he'd really loved to play hate off of Carnival of Souls. See, that would be awesome. Play some, play something like that. Play, yeah. play hate. And, and I mean, have fun. I mean, by golly, you know, invite Bruce like out for this song and have Bruce come play hate with him. That'd be badass. You
0: oh, know, yeah, definitely. I have a
1: feeling that that's not going to happen. Uh, Doc had a Q&A on Kiss Cruise 2, mm-hmm. and the fans were basically begging him, said, just bring Bruce on. Let let Bruce play, and he said, you know, that's interesting, we'll have to talk about that, but I don't feel like they're going to do that to Tommy, because the second Bruce comes up on stage, everyone's going to be chanting for Bruce to come back, and then there's going to be all the stuff like there was with, you know, Unplugged, and and the fans won't let up, so I don't think they even hinted that, just in fear of fan retaliation.
0: Wait, do you mean Kiss fans might not be able to just enjoy the moment? Hell no! <laughs> it's not gonna happen. All right. One we um,
1: more. We're Kiss
2: fans. Because
1: you know, the second Tommy comes back up on stage, someone's gonna boo him. And he and course. he can't he, and
3: he can't say his name is like Bruce. He can't do that excuse.
0: Oh no! Not that again. So, Alex, what do you think about the uh, the proposed? I guess bringing back Kiss alive again. A lot, yeah, alive again. That'd be a good album.
3: You know, my, my first tour I got to see KISS was the Alive 35 going into the Sonic Boom tour. So I kind of got jipped because they didn't do nothing. I was mad he didn't do nothing to lose. But they did like the week before I saw them. And I was mad they pulled out of the set list. Um, but I've heard the songs. Um, There's like, like a great compilation, like all the songs from live. From the Alive 35 tour on YouTube It's like two and a half hours long. It's like a great playlist. It's all live. Um, you know, you know, the Alive album, it's a classic album. It's great. In fact, I just, uh, my dad's birthday is coming up in two few weeks, so I ordered him the vinyl reissue, the 2014 vinyl reissue, the I called him to say, dad, if album if you want to get what would it be? To go be alive. And it's it's a great album. But because he did it five years ago, that's what kind of, it's a, it's a bummer. And I mean, if are going to try to recreate the image of the alive with the costumes, and, you know, Gene's got to get on a diet right now to drop, like, 30, 40 pounds. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and he needs to get a new wig. I <laughs> need to get a new wig, too, because that wig it's got doesn't look like it. But I don't know. I, I wish they would have done something else. I mean, you know, let's celebrate, you know, a life, too. Um, that would have been awesome uh, to do something like that. I mean, Look, I like 100,000 Years, even though some people think it's a great bathroom break song. Um, so, you know, it's funny you throw that one back in the show and stuff. But I think they could have done something better. I think the Sail Away show with the non-makeup is a great idea. Um, you know, I don't know why they weren't doing it before with the previous Kiss cruises Because, you know, with the kids' Crews being a tall test for the die and stuff, you know, they should be able to, to throw stuff out there, mix it up. Heck, if they don't want to learn a whole song, learn a medley of songs. I love that 2001 melody they did in Australia where they did like Mr. Speed and stuff. You know, go out there and say, you know, hey, you know, Paul doing his little, hey, y'all, we're going to do a medley for you people today. <laughs> and, and do five five different songs and, and, you know, have fun with it. I mean, that's what I did when I, the one thing I love when I watch the Kids Cruise videos on YouTube is everybody's having fun. And fun. And, and have fun. Um, there's a great band I got to see called Y&T. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. I remember being i the show, and I yelled out, it was right at the time when the original bass player, Phil was he was sick, he hadn't passed away yet, so they had the film guy. And I remember yelling, like, play Contagious. And Dave was like, well, Brad doesn't know this song. And then he goes, okay, we'll do it quick. And he did a quick uh, verse and a, and a chorus of the song, you know, have fun with it. So I hope the electric show, I hope, um, I got nothing against them doing coming home with plastic caster in it, but throw some eighty stuff on there. Um have a little fun with it, you know. Just for like, you know, kicks and giggles, do reason to live, have fun with it.
0: Yeah, and, and if they're doing if they're doing an electric unmasked sail away show, they've got a whole I, I think they're gonna go re- revenge and hot in the shade era. You know, that you it's know awesome. You know, 'cause that ties into both Tommy and Eric. You know, Eric obviously was on Revenge, and Tommy's obviously on both of those albums as well. So um, I think we'll probably see a fair amount from that. Uh, Hopefully more Gene songs, um, because him in that era, um, you know, what was it, a few months ago, he did that All-Star thing, and he he brought back his Revenge look. You know, and and while it's not that great, it's like seeing Grandad dress up a little bit. Uh, he can still, he still pulls off that look. I mean, he, he's a hardworking guy and I think it it should be exciting. As for the alive, you know, I I don't know how much that does for me. I'm not going to go on the cruise. Um, it's soccer season, so I'll be busy, but alive again, you know, I, I kind of mixed opinions on that. The alive set itself from the alive tour is fantastic 14 songs, very concise, um, it's every single song is a classic in there so it's hard to fault it from that that they've done it before i agree with bring back the candelabra i think they should also recreate the live stage as it appears on the cover of the album with the the once manually operated chain link drum riser with that cute <laughs> little yellow velvet uh Um, Thing that went around the side of it, you know. Get a couple of roadies in the back, hand cranking it like uh, Moose and the Boys would have done back in '75, you know. And just keep it completely choreographed like that first show was. And then you're really reliving it. It's. I understand them doing it 40th anniversary of that. You know, that's another milestone. But if they're gonna do it, they gotta throw in. Let me know. They gotta have the rock bottoms, two timers, ladies in waiting. You know, this is a, people are shelling out four figures plus to go on that. And there's a lot of people on these, as I know from Vegas and the Dutch Kiss Army arriving after that cruise, that come a long way um, for this. So if they can make it a little bit more special than Alive and put in some of those songs that they did um, irregularly during the Dress to Kill and Alive tours, Ladies and Waiting, Strange Ways. Those are two in particular. Let me know. I think they've already done well they could uh certainly throw people a bone and make it a, a really cool experience, so you know it is what it is they're gonna they have to do what they're comfortable doing but uh you know the one
1: thing about that though is the when you go on the cruises it's you don't know what you're gonna hear, and this is the first year that you know exactly what you're gonna hear before you even walk into the the theater
0: but do you 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 don't know well, if you're getting the alive yeah. album or if you're getting the alive era you know mm-hmm. they're just saying alive so that well, that's that's it, a that's March seventy five through basically March seventy six.
2: Well, even even last year's electric set for Kiss Cruise Four, they only played sixteen songs. So there, are they really going to play more than Alive? Or are they going to play Alive and then say, okay, we played Kiss Alive, that's it, that's it for the electric show? They only played sixteen songs last year on it on the electric I-
3: side. And I got to be honest, that surprised me. I would figure, you know, because you hear Gene go, I'm the only guy who wrote Won't Make But I O City Mom, 40 pounds a year. And you're figuring, okay, I can see why you do 60 songs with that much stuff. But with them having those fancy suits on, I was expecting to see like 20, 22 songs. They want, you know,
0: and there's no curfew.
2: Stuff. And there's no curfew like there is when they come to town. So I mean, come on. Yeah. Those people are playing four figures. Keep playing. Play fly- five more songs. Come on.
0: Yeah, and throw throwing the song – you know, I understand Paul's voice has been a, a bit of an issue, and they need to strategically work him, though he sounded a lot better in Vegas, so who knows what's going on with him sonically. Um, you know, if, if they – the the past four cruises – you know, you start off with 20, 22 songs in the first cruise. I'm just looking at my little spreadsheet here. Then you go up to 21 and 23 in Chris cruise two. Um, Though you guys may have something to say about five of those being uh, new songs. And then they started dropping down, as did the sets, um, the set lists on the tour. And since then, they're like 16, 17 songs. So if they're going to do a live and drop it down to the 14, you know, and I don't see them being able to get away with that. So,
1: Um that's something I noticed from the beginning of the cruises. The first one, they seemed incredibly excited about it themselves. The second one was was still pretty good. It was the third one when I started hearing fan complaints. Um, and you know, it's almost that thing where once kids gets comfortable with something, they start to slack a little bit. And uh, even the cruise, um, the one that they did last year. Um, they had to change the set list the second night because so many fans complained that there wasn't enough rarities. And well they played on you know, a standard they, set but, list that
2: first night.
1: They must yeah. have found Doc's, you know, room and beat it down till they complained to him. But I think that's funny, it's something that KISS fans don't care. KISS fans will tell you directly, tell the band directly if they don't like what they're doing or the songs that they're doing.
0: Can you imagine a KISS fan getting mad at a concert on a boat and stomping down to Doc's, you know room oh, banging see, yeah. banging on the door, Doc, I'm not happy here. You know. But he, it's not like they're gonna get to the second show. And you know, the criticism of KISS crews for what I really did not get. Um, Creatures of the Night, first song of both sets. That hasn't been in the set for a while. And obviously that's the one video I put up on YouTube from my Vegas show. Which I was so happy. And I've never been a big fan of the song. You know, I was blown away by that. Plastercaster was in the set. Tears Are Falling. You know, it's. And The Oath. That is four pretty good uh, carrots to my way of thinking.
3: I'll be honest. If I went to a Kiss concert and they just stepped outside and, you know, you were the best, you got the best kiss, they did the oath and walked off, I'd be all right with that. I go, fine. That was a good show. Thank you guys. I'd be happy.
0: Now, to be Last honest, I, I I do have a problem with Shout It Out Loud. That's one song I could happily never have to hear again.
2: Lick It Up. I Love It Loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at... I mean, I understand what you're saying that Kiss Cruise 4, that yeah, they play Creatures, they play Plaster Caster, they play Tears Are Falling. But in the middle of that set list is Let Me Go Rock and Roll, Lick It Up, Calling Dr. Love, Hell or Hallelujah, I Love It Loud, Detroit Rock City, Love Gun. Those seven songs in a row... I mean, am I on the Kiss cruise or am I at the amphitheater in town with those seven songs in a row? And I, you know what? Said, though I paid a couple grand to be here, and this is what you're playing.
1: At the All same right. time, though, I think they do a mix-up where they still think about if this is a first fan's time seeing the band, they're gonna want to hear like the four or five core staple songs. And because um, you know, if they don't play those songs, someone else is gonna complain. So it's really a lose-lose situation for them. I think sometimes.
0: It's a total it's a there's a, it's no win. I'm I'm looking at that settlers and saying, Well, I would've liked to have heard heard Deuce. That's my I Gotta Have It song. You can't or, lose everyone. or or well. nothing or nothing to lose, you know. That's the one I always freak out when they play live.
1: Since you brought those two songs up, um Kiss Cruise 2, the first night that I went on, um, they were supposed to close with nothing to lose. And the, there's a video of it on YouTube that my friend right next to me actually took and uh, they and close, it, and Gene waves goodbye to the to the crowd, and they end the song. And then Paul looks. Paul starts playing the intro to Deuce, looks over at Gene and smiles. And Gene has like this, you know, WTF look on his face. He was pissed. And he is he doesn't even play the first part of the song because clearly he wanted to leave. Clearly he mm-hmm. was tired. But once he ripped into it, it was pretty good, and he had the the fans sing half the song. So it, it was a really fun. Way to end a show and uh, definitely unique. Because so, Paul loved screwing with him at the
2: end there. You could you tell. You could tell he was pissed.
0: <laughs> so clearly, I should have gone to the first night of Kiss Cruise too.
2: Yeah, you would have heard nothing of You would
0: have And happy. Hello Hallelujah, Wall of Sound. You would
2: have heard All for the Love of Rock and Roll. Oh. Okay. Uh, see, now I went on Kiss Cruise too, And after seeing the set list on Kiss Cruise 1 and seeing that they did Love Her All I Can, they did Rock Bottom, they did. Like, almost all of Dress to Kill, I told my girlfriend at the time, all right, we are going on Kiss Cruise 2. I'm taking you. I know you don't really like the band, but you'll get to go on a beach. You'll get to go on vacation. So we went. And we ended up actually getting engaged on Kiss Cruise 2. That's what every
3: girl dreams of, is getting engaged on Kiss Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) You need to teach me your ways with the ladies.
2: (laughs) I was glad she didn't throw me off the boat and I proposed to her in front of, you know, a bunch of Kiss fans. But when they, you know, going back to that electric show on Kiss Cruise 2, they played five songs off of Monster. And while I know that I'll never go to a Kiss concert, and I'll never hear them play Wall Sound or Long Way Down or All for the Love of Rock and Roll or maybe not even um, Out of This World again. But, and it was cool because Monster had just came out maybe two weeks before that cruise happened, but that's not why I was there, to to hear five brand new songs. I wanted vintage stuff off of Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, you know, off of Rock and Roll Over, play Love Them, Leave Them, instead of Wall of Sound. That's what I'm here for, and I think, you know, that's what a lot of KISS fans are there for. It's not and I appreciate the fact that they're making new that they still make new music. I really do. They really just haven't become totally complacent that they do make new music. But I went based on that set list from the first one. And I think that's why a lot of people went to the second one, based on, wow, this is what they're gonna do, this is my chance to hear obscure songs, this is I'm going and they play half of the new albums.
0: And none of the other songs on either of those nights were what you'd call deep cuts. I, I mean, Second no, Night, I, second night, the deepest I'm seeing is War Machine and I Stole Your Love.
2: And, and the only reason they played I Stole Your Love the second night, because the crowd started chanting, I stole your love, I stole your love. So they had to play. If that crowd wouldn't have chanted that, they wouldn't have
1: played it that. Night.
0: Which show did you attend in person on that, on that cruise? The,
2: the
1: second one. Yeah. And they I, started off with Take Me. I was which, night one, and they started off with Psycho Circus, which at that time had not been played since about true. 2004, so that was a deep true. cut at
2: that time. The second night, they started off with Take Me instead of Psycho Circus, and I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> just, and then uh, they went into Psycho Circus, and then the Five Monster Songs. But, but like you said, the deepest thing they played that night was really probably Take Me or I Stole Your Love.
3: My oh, thing was, though, oh, go ahead, Alex, sorry. Oh, I just think, um, you know, Look at the set list here, I've got it on my iPad here, um... You know, like yeah, I, I it's cool they did some of the new Marx songs, but yeah, I think I saw your loves on there, but like I just wish they would just loosen up and have fun. Like I've been thinking, um, what a fun thing to do to do she. But instead of doing that little da 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 and that little guitar part, to just bake into the second half of Acrobat. So the much too young part. I think that'd be like a way cool thing for like the kiss crews to, to see. Have fun with that. And it mixes it up but then they can still get away from playing a song like she. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at the set list, you know, I mean, I would have been mad if I was on Kiss Cruise the first night going like, oh, I got nothing to lose from what I saw. And I got five new Monster songs, even though was not a bad album. Like you know, like you said, you know, I agree with you, Lonnie, you know, you want the, the deeper cuts. And especially after hearing that interview with Eric Singer um, on the Cassius Morris so where he talked about, he loves playing the oldest stuff from the first three albums. It's like, we're sweet. We got a guy who wants to, you know, probably would love to do Strange Ways of Mainland and Get Away. Let's, let's see those songs play more often. Well, here's the thing, though. They can't win because
1: if Eric sings Strange Ways or Dirty Living or any of stuff, he's going to get oh, c- accused of being Peter copy. Then he does his own song that was written for him, and then people don't want to hear that either. So it, I, I just, feel like it's no win for, for Eric and Tommy especially. I'm just waiting for Eric to do you matter to me and
2: Tommy to do New York groove. That's what I can't wait to see. <laughs> Julian's <laughs> message board will explode.
0: at You know, I would love you know, Eric to sing any of those songs. He's got the voice. He's, he's so similar. I mean, he's not Peter, but he's similar. And I think he does it with respect. You know, the, the only song I don't like him doing is bath, but let him yeah. do any of the other songs, you know, except for the two that Peter kind of wrote. Uh, and that's, "Dirty Living" and "Baby Driver." Everything else, you know, the songs that Ace wrote that Peter did, let him have them. You know, he'll he'll do them respect, and he he loves that air of the band. So if it makes people's heads explode, tough. At least he's not doing "Dirty Living."
1: Right. i have to say though that um, that that show on Kiss Cruise Two was a perfect example of me. Here's a here's Kiss, the band in 2012 playing their new material. Kiss is an example of a modern version of kiss this is the new kiss that paul was talking about you know when they let peter go in 04 and i just thought you know we got to hear those songs for the first time and you know youtube videos don't give them justice but when you were there and they ripped into wall of sound and all for the love of rock and roll and out of this world uh, it just it was cool to me because it's like here are the new songs from the new kiss album being played on the new tour and it was almost a throwback to you know revenge or the '80s shows where they did five six songs from that current album. Yep. You know, once they got into the reunion tour, it was just the same stuff over and over and over again. And hearing a new song from Kiss the year it came out for the first time was just really really cool. And you got twelve uh,
0: to fifteen hundred captive people on a boat who probably bought the album, might even know the songs that you're playing, even oh though yeah, they're new.
2: They knew them already. every time. To me, though, every time they ripped into a new song, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's one less chance of hearing something obscure from '75." Though.
0: Yeah, how was <laughs> like how you know time. how was the general reception to those songs at those shows? Was there a noticeable? You can feel the vibe in a crowd. Was was there a, like an ebb when they went into them, or was there like pensive excitement of "Ooh, something new"?
3: I think
1: it. I felt the excitement. I definitely did. Um, and people knew the knew the words already. They were singing along already. I don't know how how a recent Monster was. I think Monster was maybe only a month old at that time. Maybe a couple weeks even at the time, I think. Yeah. But it was fantastic. And All for the Love of Rock and Roll is one of my favorite KISS songs now. So being able to hear, and, and they dropped it pretty fast. And they dropped Wall of Sound. Wall of Sound is the new, to me, was the new war machine. Yeah. When you heard that live, it was fantastic. And Gene got into it. And the lyrics are great. And the riff is great. It's got like a Helter Skelter Beatles thing going on. And uh, if they put that in the show and played it and every and every tour, I would love it.
2: Well, alternate "Hallelujah" and play one of those other songs. I don't need to hear "Hallelujah." I'm over that too. Mm-hmm. You know, even in Vegas, they played "Hallelujah" both nights. I saw them in Vegas. and I was like, "All right, I get it." You know, but you want to say that it was oh, it's a new classic. Well, you guys bo- they boast about how a great Monster is all the time. We'll play something else off of there then. The only, the only song they have played in the U.S. You know, off of Monster is Heller Highly. Play something else up there. What was cool is they played off of the love of rock and roll on the cruise. Um, they had like that video montage in the back. Um, I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was it was really cool. It looked, it looked like they had really like planned that we're going to keep this in the set list um, for a while. And for whatever reason, I think they played it. They went to South America right
0: after that cruise, and I think they played it once, maybe twice in South America, and then. Never played it again. Yeah, songs started dropping like flies once they got to South America that year. At least mm-hmm. songs off the new album. But then again, you get into the the argument of the audience that they're performing for. You know, that the greatest hits argument versus the diehards. So.
1: Since you mentioned Tommy, though, on the cruise last year on the acoustic set, um, people, I can't remember what was going on, people started chanting out for um, Tommy to sing a song. And he started playing the opening riff to uh, When Lightning Strikes. And I was like, oh, all right, here we go. I I like that song, too. This is going to be cool. And he started playing a little bit of it, and then they just launched right into Shock Me. And it was like that taste of something really cool was coming. And then I got my camera out and everything. I was ready to go. And then they went right into Shock Me. And I'm like, come on, you know, you write these songs for these guys. You know, they finally have their own tunes. They're on the cruise where everyone's going to enjoy those songs. And then you won't even play them. It's like only you. You know they teased only you and Gene sang the first 12, 15 seconds of it, and then mm-hmm. let the fans sing the rest. And that drives me crazy. It's like if you're gonna, you know, announce that you're gonna play these rare tracks on on the cruise, don't then play, play fifteen seconds, give up, and then let the fans sing the rest of them. I don't yeah, think that counts.
2: Then play them. If you're if you're if you're announcing you're gonna play them, then play them. Not like the conventions where they didn't know a lot of the songs people were requesting and you know, you listen to some audio from the conventions. People are basically just singing the words for them. Like even Christine Sixteen, he didn't even know the words
1: for that. It's then. almost like that. it's a joke. It's almost like they're playing it as a joke to themselves. You know that they don't even take this song serious enough to learn it. That that's how it looks to me. I will say Lazy. though, uh, a tr- not a tribute band. There was a bunch of other bands on the boat last year that were that did a bunch of Kiss cover songs, and one of them ripped into uh, "I" from The Elder, and. That song sounded great. If Kiss pulled that out and did "I," that would blow everybody away. And even Paul uh, suggested it the year they, the first year that they did the Oath. Paul said maybe we'll try "I" the next year. Well, it didn't happen. They played the Oath again. But that's definitely if I had to pick a song that I'd love to hear them do on the cruise,
3: I think "I" would be my number one. And I know they, I'm not, I know they're not big fans of the Elder, and I give them respect for that, but. I mean, holy smokes. I mean, you see the videos of how they did the oath the first night, and you hear the audience roaring. I, mean, yeah. I mean, that right there is like, uh, you guys, do you think this is a good song? Uh, I don't know. Do you not see them all cheering? Come on. <laughs> that's a perfect song to do on a cruise.
2: Well, yep. and that's what they need to do on that
3: electric set, um, the unmasked electric set this year. They need to do
2: pull something out, play. I just want to. I mean, that, and they, that crowd would go crazy if he – Paul started off said, "I got a body built for sin and an appetite for passion." That crowd
3: would go berserk if he, if he just yelled that out, and they just slammed into that song. All right, I'd say have fun, get some, and I'd be very selective when they do it too. Get some of them beautiful women in those bikinis up on stage, <laughs> and do take it off again. Yeah, I like have the
0: fun. I like the idea of I. That has got to be, and I think I've said this before, one of the most underrated Kiss anthems. With such a a positive yeah. message, I mean, we we talk about Kiss being a party band, you know, have a good time, live your life, you know, don't be held back. But I is just, you know, it, it's such the perfect song, and with I I, I back recommend anyone, too. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But anyone who hasn't seen it should get on YouTube and go see the uh, the uh, the videos of the Oath, because number one, Paul nailed that song at a time when I think no one expected him to be able to pull it off. He absolutely, you know, that is just a shining moment of recent history when he did that song. So, fantastic. But put I in. Agreed.
3: I still remember, I still remember seeing a post on the FAQ when they were saying that the oath was played and it was like, don't tease me with this one. Please don't lie to me. Don't get my hopes up. And then when I saw the video, it was... I remember, like, downloading one of the videos, like, 30 seconds after seeing it and putting it on my phone
0: and just, like, listening to it, like, 20 times over. Yeah, so Kiss Cruise 3, I mean, that live show dropped down to 16 songs, but you get the oath. Let me know. Almost human. Ladies in yeah. waiting and anything for my baby.
2: That's what I wanted on 2, but I didn't get it.
0: Refund! <laughs> demand of refund! You know what? I mean, I mean that is just go to
2: Doc's room and bang
0: on his door. Yeah, for it's because There are no refunds. For us. like I was gonna like I was gonna say earlier. Um, you mentioned like the four or
3: five songs, but I mean, you could take this thing right here, sixteen songs. Okay, we'll take the four or five songs. Uh, Detroit Rock City, Rock Roar, and Roll I'll give them deuce and shout it out loud, and we'll leave those four there. But that still leaves an option for twelve songs that could be completely out of left field for them to do. And, you know, somebody goes, oh, i want on a cruise, I mean, did all night?
0: Oh, well, nice to see you. Go see them at a regular show. Uh, Kiss Cruise is awesome, though. Yeah, and I missed two songs on that that I really should should highlight, Mainline. Oh, I mean. Yeah. C- I mean that's six and say yeah, which I'm I'm sorry if Paul wants to talk talk about modern classics. I think say yeah is probably the only song off either of those two more recent albums that comes anywhere near being a new classic for me.
1: What about yes I know?
2: How has that been forgotten? That's a great song. That is fantastic. Yeah. Is that that and say yeah are the two best songs they've they've done since they started recording again. Didn't like never. A- uh, Modern what? Day Delilah. It's Wasn't fine. It's it's good. But those the, say yeah and yes I know are
0: the best two songs. They have a fantastic Sonic Boom and Monster. Oh, and don't don't forget the Poison song or whatever that was. <laughs> Never been up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Which is intrinsically
1: like a ripoff of Deuce, almost. So it's almost like they're ripping off a ripoff of themselves.
0: Yeah, it, it rock and roll. It's all a big circle. <laughs>
1: Uh, what about um, I Pledge Allegiance to the State of Rock and Roll? They pulled that out in 2004. In Australia, yeah. They never played yeah. it again. That's I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear We Are One acoustically. I'd mm-hmm. love to hear Journey of a Thousand Years. I, I mean, do you think they forget about these songs and it takes Tommy and Eric to remind them? Or when they're
3: mentioned, they're just like, no, nah, we don't care about that? Well, sometimes I kind of wonder, um, kind of like with The Elder, if it's a bad vibe. I mean, you know, you... I, I was dating a girl, not too long ago, and we ended, it, uh, we ended things and stuff, but I remember, like, I was working at my job and heard a song that she liked, and it was like, oh, my goodness, turn that off. I don't want to hear that song. And I wonder, though, if it's the same kind of a vibe, like, you know, maybe some of the songs, you know, things might have not have been, like, especially like the older, at least, things might have not have been so hot with the band, uh, maybe between members and stuff, and so they don't want to play that song, which I give them credit for, you know, on that aspect. But, no, I agree. You want to, like, how do you forget this? So, you know, you hear, like, Paul say, like, uh, this song came Well, like, I think it was one of the KISS producers, when they were introducing uh, Mainline, and he's like, this comes off, like, the first album. And, no, it doesn't. It comes off, out of the know. No, it doesn't. Just to you kill. Know, like, how do you guys not remember at least what album this song came off of? of course, well, a bunch of nerds, so we know, like, which, you know, song came off, you know, which album came off, and what the stats were for the album.
0: Yeah, they don't need to remember which album it came off. They were there recording and writing it. So, uh, getting back to the bad vibes. Well, I, I don't know how how they could ever pre- uh, perform any Vinnie Vincent stuff if they if they've got bad associations and they've got no problem with War Machine or Lick It Up. And I know last year I bashed Lick It Up as the one song I want to see gone from the list uh, from the set. And then I go to Vegas and I thoroughly enjoy it. So uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. It all that, depends that on
1: your mood. I think. You'll like any song if you're in the mood for it, but if you're not,
2: you're gonna hate it.
1: I was just so I
0: was so darn excited to be in Vegas at a Kiss show. Uh, No, I don't know. I don't need to hear "Lick It Up" and "I Love It Loud."
2: I don't need to hear either one of those. I don't care if I'm in a great mood or a piss-ass mood. I don't need to hear either one of them. I don't
1: feel like any studio. I don't feel like any uh, live version of those two songs ever lived up to the studio tracks. I think the studio tracks for those two songs and stuff like "Unholy" and "Heaven's on Fire." Are just the best versions of those songs. I don't
3: think licking they've ever been replicated live. Oh. i would to take licking up if they just drop the whole metal break section. Just keep it to like three minutes or whatever, piece few seconds it is. I'm I'm tired of the whole like I want you. I, I don't want that. No, just do the song and. We can put another song in there instead of wasting
0: time. You know, maybe maybe everyone needs to wear a, shir- a T-shirt saying, this is a shriek-free zone, Paul. Just sing, just please sing the songs now or save your voice for the next song. We don't need right. these these extended warbling sessions.
2: Well, and when we do lick it up, do I need to hear the I won't get Fool again portion in the middle of it every time? Even on the cruise, we do a tribute to the Who in the middle of Lick It Up. I mean, play your own stuff.
0: But well that is uh, I've always seen that as Kiss's attempt to show themselves as a jam band which we all know they're not but it's such a highly choreographed um, jam and, and calculated jam you know they don't really have any sections in song that they can do that and it doesn't serve any purpose which annoys me so I, I think I I di- I dislike that more than I dislike the extended parts of I Love It Loud uh no not 100,000 years so
1: I always thought that Let Me Go Rock and Roll was kind of their jam song
0: yeah, that's that's like the yeah. break the brakes are off and here we go. See you at the end of the song. And mm-hmm. that's probably why that one is one of my favorite songs.
2: That one works.
0: Yeah. So we get into KISS, which cruise are we on now? I I think. Let me ask you guys who, who went to it, um, how has the venue been for those? I mean, it's twelve to fifteen hundred people, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And only half the people on the boat get to go to each show. And don't they sometimes oversell and ask people to sell their tickets back? And how how That's survive? That's what happened
1: last year. Um, I don't recall hearing anything about that on two and three, but last year I did hear that they had oversold, and there were a lot of people that were that were pissed and trying to figure out ways to get into it. Um, you know, there's a fire code and everything, and I think these cruises took off a lot faster than they expected them to. So now it's just. Yeah, you know, buy as many tickets as you want, and we'll figure out how to get you into the shows later.
0: The secret steerage class on the on the <laughs> Kiss Cruise. You know, here you are working in the kitchens, but we'll get you to a Kiss show.
2: Speaking of like the just the crowd on the Kiss on the Kiss Cruise, I noticed on the one that I went on, um, they did the acoustic. We went to the uh, Sail Away show, and they one of the last songs they did on the Sail Away was Mr. Speed, which was really cool because I. You know, I never thought I'd hear him ever play that. And they go into the second verse and I'm, you know, singing along and where it goes, you try pleasing them, but getting on your knees don't make it. I'm singing and the band didn't know the lyrics. So the crowd's like singing it. Of course, the band didn't know the lyrics. And like the lady next to me looks at me and she goes, that's the lyric of that second verse. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think I think some of the people, and I, I, that was just one example, but I think some of the people on there are not just, it's not just the diehards of the diehards on there. I think some of the people on there are people with disposable income that, well, Kiss is doing a cruise, we want to go on a cruise this year, that might be fun, we'll just do that. I think there's, I'm not saying the majority of the people on there like that, but I think there's a, there's a percentage of people on there that, well, I like I like Kiss and I liked them when they came to town, let's go do this. With our vacation time and with our money. I think there's a small percentage of people so for that. So, for the diehards, it's like a KISS
1: convention on a boat with a vacation as an added bonus. For
0: some people, it's a vacation with KISS as an added bonus. Correct. Mm-hmm. And looking at that KISS Cruise 2 Sail Away show, oh my goodness. What a Unplugged 2 album that set would have made. I mean...
2: That was the best part of that, that cruise. That, like
0: that. that is the most incredible set from any of the four cruises. I mean, A World Without Heroes, only you. That was only a partial attempt, wasn't it? Um, every time I look at you, sure knows something. Rock bottom, come on and love me. Mr. Speed, obviously. Hey.
1: And Gene threw his bass out. He was having trouble with his bass. And uh, at one he point, he just said, screw it. He took the bass and threw it into the crowd, which, I mean... It's a cool thing for him to do, but at the same time,
2: that could have caused a is, lot of injuries. Paul was pissed. He looked at him like, "What are you doing? You guys, <laughs> do you want to get sued?"
1: That's all, like, that, that's Gene's the like, profit
0: from you, the cruise, right there in a lawsuit. Gene.
1: <laughs> Gene's like, "You're going to get a bill, you know, when you get home for the two thousand dollar base I just handed you. Whoever caught it."
0: But they, they, yeah. I mean, all of all of the Kiss cruise Sail Away acoustic sets have been. Pretty good. I mean, I don't know about going blind and take me and uh, Kiss Cruise or all the way acoustically, but that's a good broad selection. They seem to have um, presented everyone.
2: They're getting away from that though. No, they're not going to do that this
0: year. Yeah, which you know, I I, I don't know how that's going to work in conjunction with with the Alive deal. But you know, I'm I'm sure they've got something figured out on how it will work. What What was the the high point song for either of you on the the uh, the sail away?
2: Go ahead. Go ahead, Lonnie. I'm thinking. Okay, right. well, I'll say I'll say Mr. Speed because I love that song. It's just such a a great riff, uh, Mr. Speed. Um, and probably every time I look at you, I just I love. I've said in the last episode, i was on. I just love Revenge. It's my favorite Kiss album. And, um, I was there. I got engaged. They played every time I look at you. It's pretty cool. I would say, going blind.
1: Um, only you, any of those attempts at songs they've never done before. I love, I love hearing that stuff. Um, you know, they stick pretty close to the, um, unplugged, you know, songs, the set list. You know, they throw a couple uh-huh. things in here or there, but oh, I will say, you know what? Creatures of the Night acoustically on Kiss Cruise 3 was funny because when it got to the part before the solo, uh, of course, I don't know what they use to make that before it goes into the solo, but Paul did that in the microphone. <laughs>
0: if you look back at the
1: video, Paul's smiling, is like before it goes into the, the drum solo part. So it's those songs that you wouldn't normally think of as acoustic songs that they play acoustically that I
2: enjoy because it's such a weird alternate version of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say too, Sure Know Something was amazing too. They haven't played that since I was looking, looking at the set lists. They haven't played Sure Know Something Unplugged since Kiss Cruise, since the second Kiss Cruise. Sure Know Something's an amazing tune. Just the thought of hearing that. I mean, before these cruises started, I never thought I'd hear them play Sure Know Something ever. I mean, what if they played that uh, electric this year? Have they ever
1: done that? They've never played that electric. Coming Home Electric, they played that. Um, Any of those songs from Unplugged, imagine if they played them... Electric.
0: Yeah, but no one's heard them do coming home electric, have they? Uh
1: I think they did it on the first one. I think they did
3: it on one did
0: of them. Did they? Home. I think so. Yeah,
3: they yeah, did. that yeah. the uh, both nights.
0: Yep. Yep. I should know better, shouldn't I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: well it was fun. I was uh I was I was away on a, a two year mission so I could kinda be in touch with the real world and stuff a little bit. but I remember coming home from my mission and catching up on the kids' world and going to YouTube, and it was like a great multi-cam edit of the acoustic show. Yeah. And just and just um had an Apple TV where I was at, and a huge, big cruise with a great surround sound. And I remember just coming home, like, you know, one day and just flipping on the TV and putting it on my phone and having to play. And it was amazing. Like, I, I'm quite surprised they've not done a Kiss Cruise DVD. I really hope they, they do a Kiss Cruise DVD, and it could be a best of the Kiss Cruises in and put some of these shows, but that kids cruise—that's uh, the second away show. I tell you what—if they were to do that for the electric show, that sell list, I'd be happy. I would be so content with that sell list for an electric show. And they Speaking- live
0: streamed all of these shows, don't they? To the other parts of the boat, isn't there a viewing? Mm-hmm. Do they stream it to the cabins, or do they just stream it to one area?
2: I think it's streamed to the cabins and like to this main atrium area. Like, so- if you don't have tickets for the electric show, it's not your night to go to the electric show. There's just huge jumbo like uh, projection TV that you can go and watch it at. So they're all professionally filmed. So I think that in the, in the future it's possible. That I mean, I don't know, do though, because it's only one camera. There's
1: no multi-cameras w- uh, when they're showing um, yeah. in the room. And it's, I mean, it's sad to say, but the fans have put together, from all the footage they've culled from all over the, the, the world, all the people that filmed of themselves, there's bootlegs out there on Blu-ray no less yeah. that look as good as anything that kiss could officially release. Cause just think about how many cameras are going in that, uh, in that theater. There's probably 500 different versions of that, of that show yeah. floating around and you take the best bits of each of them. I have one from kiss cruise Two that I got. And, um, it's as good as anything they could put out officially. And I don't, as far as I know, they're not filming those officially. Um, Unless they go to the fans and say, can we release this? You know, can we use your footage? We'll give you a free meet and greet or something. But I'd love to see a Kissology 4 that has all that Kiss Cruise stuff on it.
2: Yeah, they recorded that show, like one of the last shows in Vegas. I don't know what their intentions are to release that in any kind of capacity, but, you know, if you combine that on a Kissology 4 with some cruise material, just even if you just did like a compilation of like just the rare tracks on. Some of the Kiss cruises, that'd be
3: really badass. Yeah. And even through rehearsal, there was there's actually the guy we became buds on on, on the FAQ board. Um, he now works for Kiss. I won't throw out his info and stuff. But we actually got to meet up at the show uh, when I went in DC. And um, I remember like messaging him after the Opus played for the first time. I was like, "Oh man, how was it?" We were like, we excited." And he goes, "Why well, was that rehearsal and stuff with the band when he did it?" and I'm thinking like, lucky duck. And then. That had have been so hard to keep your mouth shut, because I would have
1: been like, but. well, what's the holdup? I mean, in this day and age of Blu-ray and all this stuff, Kiss should be coming out with a disc every year of something, of some kind of material. It would sell. Is it just because Tommy's the one that normally edits that stuff and he's on tour?
0: Well, I'm sure they can replace Tommy. Yeah,
1: you can find and, someone to edit. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you look at some of the guys who put together these unofficial Blu-rays... They are doing some pretty hot work. Um, I've mm-hmm. got a bunch of those. I haven't even had a chance to watch them. But look at KISS in this day and age. Have they even gone back and put KISSologies out on Blu-ray yet? No. And, well, uh, there's
1: no reason for that, though, because that's not HD footage. You know, that's half that stuff's off of VHS tape. So you, you know, it's, it's it.
0: not HD uh, you know, footage, but it's still the format change, you know, sure. and you can still put in... Bon- I mean, look at the Lord of the Rings. Here we go. Uh, another <laughs> and it's FAQ. It's a way to make more money. Yeah, all about- <laughs> you know, you can do a couple of bonus things on each of those original ones, in keeping with the original nature. Uh, you know, the era that they were covering, and get it back out there. You know, so it's it's like I I don't know what their problem is. That they they do seem to film a lot of stuff. They take um, their
1: time though. It it, it the only. KISS release, I can remember coming out in a respectable time, was the Symphony. The Symphony DVD was out less than six Mm -hmm. months or so after. You know, and it's just like...
0: And it shows. KISS seems to take... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, 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 if there's one video, I never... Anything. Those videos... They filmed
2: those last nights at Cobo Hall for the Alive 35. They said, oh yeah, this is coming out. Well, it's six years later, that's not even out.
3: Well, so I got I got filmed by when I went to see my very first Kiss show in two thousand nine. I dressed up. I dressed up a boat show in Texas, and i and you have a left. Uh, so you're walking through the DC, Washington DC, dressed as Kiss, and having people in the traffic stop and take pictures of you walking across the street. But I remember there was a guy from the Kiss, uh, from like the crew, coming over to me, and he interviewed me like on camera, asking me how long I've been a fan, who's my favorite member, my favorite song, you know. Has a full path and everything, a big camera, professional, the big mic with the stick on it, and uh, and so they they've done stuff. I just hope they release it at some point they're, they're doing things, they're just not putting it out there.
0: The market's getting smaller.
1: It is all dying. Yeah, and it's on YouTube. It's been on you know the stuff that they're planning on releasing has been on YouTube for three years already. Yeah, so it's not gonna be new when they release it. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're talking about the cruises, though, I mean we've talked about the shows, but. There's a lot of other things that go on on the uh, the boat. There's they have kiss games and uh, trivia contests and name that guitar solo, and uh, you know Gene does the pick throwing
2: contest, which has become a tradition now. Lonnie, and did you do the belly flop contest? I did not do the belly flop contest. I took this picture of a guy named Andy from from Massachusetts doing the belly flop, and it was like. The run they had like a contest after Kiss Cruise 2, they had a contest like submit your best picture from the cruise and the winner's gonna get the go on Kiss Cruise 3 for free. So I submitted this picture and I'll share it on the board. But it's like this guy Andy from Massachusetts, and he's like diving into the pool and like it says, kiss this on the back of his on the back of his trunks. <laughs> and I was the freaking runner up in the contest. it's like, you kidding me? But, no, I have not done the belly flop contest myself.
1: You know what drove me nuts, though, is they have the costume competitions every year because it takes place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's cool, but the thing is, the last couple of years I've been there, you know, they have a jean winner, they have a paul winner, That you know, they, they section off everybody as, as far as who they're dressing up as. And there are some fans that have these fantastic homemade, from-scratch outfits that look amazing. But mm-hmm. the people that always end up winning are the ones that... Have the costumes that they bought the, the official Kiss costumes. And it's like, yeah, they look more like them because they bought the official Halloween costume. But you know, you're not going to give credit to the person that made theirs from scratch. And I think the difference is there is the people that are hosting them outside of Tommy, who may know, don't know that's they don't know. a homemade one versus one they they bought for four hundred bucks somewhere. Right. They just see they just yeah, They're just going off and the looks. And there was the looks. this girl who dressed up as Jean and it looked fantastic. Fantastic job she did. And everything was homemade and put together. And I'm like, she should have won that. Because you can tell she put hours and hours into that versus somebody who just went out and bought the costume and, and slapped it on. So that part's a little frustrating to me. But I have to remember that the person judging may not know the difference between the two.
0: Yeah, that usually happens in all beauty contests. The ones who went out and bought. Their costumes win. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to play. Yeah. Um, so what? What on the cruises was the best uh, secondary activity?
2: Um. Go ahead, Lonnie. Um. Let's see. The uh, it was really cool on Halloween night. For a second, if you want to talk about the cat, co- this Halloween night, I dressed up as Gene, and I'm walking around, and there's about fifty other Gene Simmonses. Walking around, fifty Paul Stanleys, I'll say the spaceman, and the catman walking around and it you're just it was surreal to be in that setting on Halloween. I'm dressed up as Gene Simmons and there's just members of members of I'll say my people dressed up like KISS all my people My people.
0: <laughs> I think all the genes should have gone into the pool and then you could have all been in the gene pool. Okay, that's a boom.
1: Um, there's a lot going on on that boat, and you know, every year it's a little bit different. Uh, The Kiss—they had a Kiss Lounge set up, and they played nothing but Kissology um, from start to finish. And you you could you could bowl, and you could, and then they had the karaoke thing, which is interesting because seems like the always the people that get trashed are always the ones dressed as a spaceman. (laughs) Without a doubt, without a doubt. There's like two or three aces.
3: (laughs) They get in the character really good. (laughs) That are always escorted out
1: or not allowed back in, and that's funny. Um, I would say my favorite is the Gene uh, pick-throwing competition, just because if you are lucky enough to get up right to the front to where that's going on, after the competition is over, Gene is always very, very generous as far as autographs go. And he normally signs uh, – here, I'll grab what I got signed right here. I was right up front. Oh, very nice. Nice. I brought, some, I brought something small because I didn't have to hold it all day. And I said, you know what, if he signs something, I'll just bring this with me. And uh, But people had posters, albums, 45s. And he signed two or three things for each person up in the front. And he didn't leave until – Everybody that was right up front there got an autograph from him.
0: You know, he gets a bad rep sometimes, but he's very fan-attentive. If he if he thinks that you're a vulture and you got a stack of stuff and you got eBay tattooed on your forehead, then that's a whole different situation. But if he thinks he's, you know, feels he's in a legit situation, he'll make sure everyone is serviced. Um, oh, that doesn't sound right. No- he'll take care of everyone's autographing needs. Maybe uh, <laughs> that he
3: could use a meal. <laughs> that's how it was when I met Bruce... Um, I met him out of an Expo, and it was two autographs. But I was like, can you put my name on this and put my dad's name on it? And then he was like, oh, yeah, what other stuff do you have signed? And stuff. So, I mean, you know, if you go on things, if you want to get some more things pass, get get it personalized. Because they'll usually bend the rules then and do something
0: else for you, too. Because they see that it's for you, not for, like, eBay. So I got to I, I gotta ask you guys. I mean, are there guys running around the boat with bags full of stuff to get signed? Yes. Yeah. That, that was what bugged me at the meet and greets. Um, in 2003 and 2004. Some of the people would show up with like 90 items. I had one thing.
2: Uh, there are guys know. literally chasing them around the boat any chance. Like they did the Q&A. There's people like stalking them out of which set of elevators they're going to go to because I'm going to get something. So
0: it's, so it's what awesome. uh, what one thing that they haven't done as a, an entertainment type thing would you like to see them do? on Cruise 5. I mean, let's say you're going, something they haven't done yet. What do you think would go down well? well
3: can, can I go real quick? You yeah. mention it. I love to see them, because I know kids, they like bowling. I love to see them do like a bowling contest with a few people. Like, you know, put you and Gene up just for, and see who get a strike or one, and see who does better just for one, you know, set. I think that'd be
0: kind of cool, because they always hear about them bowling. So, and that's just my take. Yeah, I guess they're, I go- like- they're, they're going to Jamaica on this one. Maybe they can do a dominoes competition. <laughs>
3: I um I don't think
1: this would ever happen, but they do the Kiss karaoke. What if Gene and Paul, Tommy or Eric, got yeah. up there and did Kiss karaoke with selected members that were already uh picked out? You know how how cool would that be to be able to sing with the band? you know it's cheap and it's you know you do but, shout it out loud back and forth with Paul Stanley on the sharing vocals. Well, that's yeah. a cool thing too, though. When he, when uh the first band came on to do the Kiss tribute show on the sail away. Uh, uh, it was a little different last year as far as what they were doing. They had a bunch of different bands on board, and each band got to play two or three Kiss songs as the boat was taken off. So Kiss comes out to do their wave, hello, you know, welcome to the cruise, and we're we're getting ready to head out and have fun. And as they walk off stage, the first band walks on and starts playing "I Stole Your Love." Well, the lead singer starts singing it. He sings the first uh verse and the chorus. And then the second verse comes in. Paul runs back out on stage, grabs the mic, and sings the second verse along with that band. And it's just really one of those spontaneous moments that you know you can't script. That was really really cool.
0: That's that's a really cool thing. I mean, and Paul had
1: his like uh, sail away hat and his uh, all night hat on with his you know sailing jacket on. It was just you know you can only imagine what it must have been like for that band to to
2: have that happen to him. No doubt. Now, I'd like I'd like to see them do, going back to what they're already doing on like Kiss Crucified. but if you're going to play electric on that Sail Away show, do a true 80s set list. Growing up in the 80s, I would love to see Kiss, If you're going to play unmasked, do a true 80s set list. Do stuff off Crazy Nights, stuff off Asylum, stuff off... Of Animalize, I mean, since the reunion tour, they've only done one song ever off of Animalize, Heaven's on Fire. They've only done one song ever off Asylum, Tears Are Falling. That'd be that, and one song off, one song off Crazy Nights. One, they've only done one song off of Hot in the shape Do a true eighty list. throw in those gems that you haven't heard in twenty years. So, Any way you slice it, yeah. So this that would
0: be good. this is two thousand fifteen. This is the thirtieth anniversary of uh, Asylum. So, there, you go. so there, wow. there there you there I'm you out. there you go. It's <laughs> it's the twentieth anniversary tomorrow of the first acoustic shows in Australia. And I don't know what time it is in Australia right now. It may even be tomorrow there already. So there's there's a whole bunch of anniversaries coming up. Oh, every year's an anniversary or something. You know, asylum would be great, but uh just somehow I don't see that happening other than tears right. are falling.
1: Now would they come out in the uh period appropriate outfits.
3: I want to see
0: mm. Paul. I want Paul to it. I who wants to be lonely. Oh, one of my all-time favorite songs. That.
3: Oh yeah. That'd be, and, hot, oh, that'd be great.
2: They came out dressed in hot pink and in fluorescent colors.
0: Up. And and what's what's it with the hand thing? Uh, I mean, people... <laughs> the, <it's> like, <laughs> there you go. You know the, my, the kid. My,
2: he did that in Vegas. My wife goes, "What the hell is he doing?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that's the kiss throwdown sign.
3: Oh boy. <laughs> But real quick, you so, know, I'm gonna start off with an idea I think would be cool is even if they don't want to learn the song, how cool would it be if they had one of those great kiss tribute bands that knows these real songs and, and gives them a set and say, Here are the 20 songs we're gonna do, they're obscure, here's an iPad, here are the lyrics, you guys sing the songs and we'll be your back and bear. Like
2: Yeah, and I don't know. I wanna see them do it. They're yeah. a kiss. I wanna see them do it.
0: So what other musical acts were on uh, on these boats? Because it's not just Kiss, is it, performing? There are other other bands.
1: Cheap Trick played uh, the night before we sailed away for the people that had the special uh, extra night added to it, and that was really cool. I'd never seen them live before, so that was an added bonus.
2: Skid Row played on the one I went on, which was really cool. Reminded me of the Farewell Tour. Is, um... Does Doc McGee manage Ted, New- Ted
1: Nugent, or did he used to?
0: I don't know if he's ever managed Ted. I don't think so. Because
1: Does- uh, Ted opened for him on the Farewell Tour, right? Yeah. True, yeah. I was always wondering if Ted Nugent could get on one of those uh, shows. I mean, that would be a, definitely uh, an appropriate opening act for a Kiss Cruise.
0: I don't know. Could a ship hold or contain Ted and Gene Simmons on the same boat? I don't know. That's so- pu- That's pushing it.
1: That's if he has to go ego down, ego. though, if, if the boat's got to go down, what a ship to go on!
0: There, there, there might just be <laughs> a little bit. With. There might be just too much opinion on that boat. Maybe <laughs> That's Donald. Why do
2: you go on one boat? Yeah,
0: throw Donald Trump in as well, then for that matter. I mean, who do you who do you think sh- um, you know? Pick a band who you think would make a great partner um, to go on Kiss Cruise Five. They haven't announced anything yet, so Alex? Y and C. Y and I'd say Cinderella would be awesome.
2: Go on, get an 80s band in there, or... It wouldn't happen, but Alice Cooper would just be badass, but that'll never happen. He has his own cruise, though. I, they, they were going like to an Alice Monsters. Cooper cruise, and I guess it got canceled, I read, or something. I think he does a cruise with a few other bands, like one of those like Monsters of Rock cruises. I think he does something like that. Do you think we will see a Kiss
1: Alice Cooper
2: tour at some point? No. We, no. <laughs> You don't think so? I, I feel so. like that's that card that they're I think that's the on. next one. I think you know they they've done the the Motley Crew, they've done Def Leppard, they've done Aerosmith, they've done Poison. If they if
1: they're going to tour the U.S. in 2016, who's going to go with them? Alice would be cool. I mean, I saw Alice. Um, actually, I saw Alice right before I went on the Kiss cruise uh, in 2013, and he put on a fantastic show. I've seen you Alice know, a bunch of times. He's awesome live. And uh, as far as that goes, Alice would be cool on the boat, but I think he's too big to uh, ever consider that. I would, I would still stick with Ted Nugent.
0: Yeah, he would. You, you wouldn't goes. be able to do justice to Alice's show, you know, competing for the the time um, that's available in those in the venue on the ship. So I, I don't think that would work. But it, that might make a good touring package on the road.
1: And imagine Alice coming out and singing with Kiss, because you know what would happen at some point. How cool would that be?
2: It'd Kiss be doing a Cooper song and Alice doing a Kiss song. That'd be that'd be awesome. I mean, he's you know he's still on the road with with Motley this year. I mean, he, so he's you know taken a a substantial opening act and 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 ran with it. So poor Eric he, Singer, though he'd be a tired
1: guy after those two shows, right? No, he can't do that. <laughs> Quick, slap this makeup on. (laughs) Back out. (laughs) Um, What about Aerosmith? Would Aerosmith be, you know, it's been over 10 years. And Aerosmith has kind of fallen off the the map ever since the American Idol thing died down. Um, I'd love to see Aerosmith live. I've never gotten a chance to see him. Every time an Aerosmith tour is planned or promised, it falls through. Um, I'd love to see
2: that, personally. Bon Jovi would be pretty cool.
0: Um, with Yeah, unfortunately, Bon Jovi's way too big, aren't they?
2: Kiss would open for Bon Jovi. McCartney, Kiss. <laughs> no Atlantic,
0: of course. You know, I hate yeah, bon- I, I hate bon- to say it because most people know of my absolute disdain for this band, but I think Poison makes a good travel partner for for Kiss on a boat.
1: I don't know though. I, I Poison's almost to me like the sons of Kiss. Like, they're the thing that came out. I consider Kiss in the league with, you know, Elton John and The Who and and all these Ted News and all these great 70s entities. And that's the one thing I, pairing up with, pairing them up with Motley Crue, I mean, I almost look at Motley Crue as, like, what came after Kiss. So I almost feel like they're not on the same level as Kiss is, if that makes sense to me. I could see him touring
2: again with Poison like they did in 04. I could see that happening, just like Def Leppard brought in people in 04. And this last year, I could see Poison playing that role.
0: No, yeah, they didn't. They I'm didn't do too it. well in two thousand and four with Poison, That's did true. they? That it was a little oversaturation. That they toured and then they toured right after that
1: again. They kind of oversaturated the market, I think. Between 03 and 04 was part of that problem. But then, how long was it? oh5 until Sonic Boom was pretty much the last. The next time they came to the states, wasn't it?
2: Right. Next.
1: Outside of, of a one-off show here or there. Yeah,
0: it, it was very intermittent in those periods. I mean, a few state fairs. I saw them in a casino in 06. Uh, so, who knows? There's certainly, I think, a lot, of, a lot of options in cruising still to be explored by the band, and they seem to be getting a good response, a lot of return business. Um, and overall, you know, I haven't heard too many people complain. I mean, these are Kiss fans as well. It's... Everyone seems to have pretty positive experiences on this cruise. Maybe it's because once you're on the boat and you're out in that nice sea air, you know, you leave your baggage and just enjoy it for what it is. Um, But there's there's not a lot of negativity, you know, except for the mutiny last year over the set list, which, uh, you know, maybe the attendees are getting a bit complacent or a bit demanding, and the bands getting a little bit complacent, so. Mm Maybe KISS Cruise 5 is the year that KISS reboots the, their cruising. And we'll have to have to wait and see what they announce and what they do. But, um, you know, I, I I think it's pretty positive.
1: I would say if you get a chance to go on one, to definitely do it. Um, there are cheaper options you have to be on right away uh, when they go on sale. But if you want to feel like cramming three or four friends into, into one of those small dinky rooms, you know, you can... You can get around paying I would say at least a grand a person. Um, but of course plane tickets and all that's involved. But these people that say, you know, we spent three, four thousand dollars a person, I've never spent that much on one. No,
2: I didn't spend that much to go on. I mean
1: we Now if you want the huge, go. you know, rooms and everything, that's one thing. But I'm there for the kiss stuff. I don't really care what
2: room I'm in. If I wanna go outside, if I want to look outside I can just walk up to the, the top I'm not deck. there to spend a lot of time in my room. I'm not going there just so I can spend a lot of time in that in that little dinky room. Or any or any kind of room for that matter. I'm there to experience it, not to sit around all day. So I'm
3: ask a silly silly questions, but you see the to cruise. How was it with the food and stuff? Was it did you get your money's worth too with that aspect? Definitely.
2: Yeah. I mean food, there's there's foods available twenty four seven. We didn't drink at all on there and it, that saved us a lot of money too, because booze was expensive on there and it's like, you know what? I don't need to drink to have a good time and I'm not that much of an alcoholic that I'm not going to be able to not enjoy myself for a couple of days without booze, but there were some people on there that I can't imagine what their tab was, though, by the time we left. Just, if you're just, drinking at two o'clock in the afternoon, you're not switching back to soda come eight o'clock at night. You know, you pay all this
1: money to get on this thing and then you, I guarantee you there's people that don't remember half of it.
2: I, that's what I was just going to say. I want to remember it. When I go to concerts, I usually typically don't drink maybe one, maybe two, max, because I want to remember, it. I'm paying good money to be there, I want to remember the experience, and that's how I felt about the crew, I'm paying this much money
3: to be here, I'm not going to have my memory be tainted about the whole thing. Yeah, I Definitely. remember seeing, I remember seeing H-Fraley in 2008, and the opening band was a band called The Cheaters, and this one guy who had an H-Fraley shirt on passed out before he got on stage, and I Another ace. Like, I think they have the think they have He's just his ace on here. the
0: cruise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: there was an ace at, when I saw uh, Ace Fraley at House of Blues in Orlando in 08, there was a, we were front row, just because we got there early. And there was a guy about three or four people back, complete destroyer, ace costume. And as the night went on, he got more brazen, and he was pushing his way, trying to push his way to the front, little by little by little. And the people behind me were about ready. They're like, "If he it moves, if he moves another inch this way, Ace is getting his ass kicked." And they were serious. They were serious. I mean, imagine from Ace's perspective, seeing himself in the crowd getting his, you know, ass kicked by the fans.
0: Thinking of that, has have you seen anyone dressed up as Eric Carr or Vinny Vincent on these?
2: I've seen we I saw an Eric car, a couple Eric cars
1: actually. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, see I any. Say, I maybe saw one person that had the makeup on, but they weren't they didn't have a costume on, as far as I can remember. No, I didn't. But the venues? bandit.
0: The bandit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: The hawk. Going back to uh, unrealistic expectations for a cruise, I'd love if they came out and they did a Wicked Lester set, Gene and Paul, with just acoustic guitars. Playing those Beatles songs that they played, you know, when they were just a struggling band. I would and I feel like they would enjoy that too, because it'd be something different for them.
0: Well, you know, you
2: know, they'd know they'd pull out some no, of those out tracks. Of Florida, no.
0: Here you are on a cruise. Why have they not done the conga line to Life in the Woods? You know, <laughs> you come, come on, lead lead the people on the conga line, Paul. You know, Life in the Woods. It can't be that hard to learn that song again. Uh you know, that that'd be kind of fun. That would be I again, I'm never going to go on one of these because uh, it just doesn't fit with my schedule. I coach, and uh, you know, at the time of the cruises, so I can't get out of it. But you know, if I was to go, I would love to hear some Wicked Lester acoustic. I'd like to see Paul and Gene. You've seen them in the videos talking about them busking on New York street corners back in the early '70s. Just those two guys with an acoustic guitar. Harmonizing, you know, heck, bring in Eric, you know, maybe like the acoustic meet and greets, you know, put together some of the Wicked Lester songs that we haven't heard, some of the stuff in those arrangements. Keep me waiting. Um,
2: she wants to shout it out loud. It'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, we we want to. Sh- well, that's Holly's, but you know, simple so, sim- simple type, whatever, you know, do some of that stuff, you know, just have it kind of kitschy. You can get away with it on a cruise. You can you can be really geeky kitschy and come on this is kiss this isn't about self you know self-respect if it's worth overdoing do it so i've
3: always and even just play a clip i love that clip when he did life in the woods but that that meeting where he played a little bit of it yeah and then they kind of explained the song a little bit and stuff have a little fun you know even just do a verse and a chorus of you know molly and then go this is how the song came to be guys and uh we stuck at doing it but this is it you know stanley the parrot
0: Oh god. Yeah, and
3: then and then launch
1: into strutter from there. And, and maybe, then my uncle
3: And then my uncle around no.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's a good alternative really to this unmasked electric sail away show that doesn't seem to have a whole lot and I, I don't seem to be able to get my head around what it actually means that makes it special when you're gonna be doing two electric performances during the tour. Maybe they should be thinking more along the lines of storytellers. You know, here is awesome. Awesome. Here is a special set of, you know, different songs and talk about the songs, you know.
2: They did that unplugged show in Cal in California right before I think LA Kiss started and it was supposed to be like unplugged and story- stories about the songs and I don't know how much stories they really told, but that would be something really cool that, you know, they could explain how certain songs came about or I remember the first time we played this or I remember when Paul brought this into the studio, and this is how the song evolved from what he brought in originally.
0: Yeah, you know, get get Ken Sharp to help them write up a little thing, and then they can bullet point it on their uh, their teleprompters, you know, if necessary. Because it's got to be tough to kind of perform and talk and think about all that stuff at the same time. But mm-hmm. it would a it little, would it would be a little bit more engaging.
1: A little life in the wood story on Kiss Cruise Two. I was right up in front of Gene. You know, I had my hand on his boot, taking pics off of his bass. As cool as it can be, and I thought, you know, if I'm going to be in the front, I should write some. I should write a song down and see see what happens. So this was the point in time when they had done a little bit of Life in the Woods on that acoustic meet and greet thing, but the um, actual recording of it had never leaked out yet. So all we knew about was that little snippet that they had played, and um, so I wrote down Life in the Woods on this sheet of paper, and I put it on the stage halfway through the set. And they ended the song, and Gene walked over, looked down at, at my uh, piece of paper, and he looked at his bass, and he, and he started trying to find his fingering on the bass. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. You know, this is going to happen. <laughs> and and just as I felt like he was going to start doing something, Paul launched into whatever the next song was going to be. So Gene just gave up on it. Uh, but I will say, and I still have it in my little plastic ziploc bag with all my picks and stuff i got from that night by the end of that night that piece of paper was drenched in sweat
0: <laughs> or saliva or a
1: mixture of all of them i don't know but i folded it up and i threw it in the ziploc bag and it's still there so you gotta upload it to the method board i will you know with the the roadies i've heard complain that they don't want to be on gene's side because he sweats like an animal and spits and all this stuff but i thought it was i thought it was cool I wish that he had spit blood, uh, and, and I'm surprised he's never done that, maybe just because of the cleanup aspect of it, but if he had spit blood on Kiss Cruise 2, I would have had a shirt just drenched
3: in, maybe in her, stage blood. Maybe he'll spit blood at the uh, the unmasked electric sailor, <laughs> maybe be the first <laughs> There time. you go. It'd be a recreation <laughs> of the first Lick It Up show. We don't know that
0: <laughs> So let's talk negative points quickly before we wrap. Um, you, you guys have been on a few of these. Are there any downsides from your experiences?
2: Only down, I, I, I don't know, to revisit, the only downside to me was that I wish they would have played more deeper cuts on the one that I went on. Um, for the most part, I think people are pretty well behaved on the cruises – the cruise that I went on, there wasn't a lot of animosity or any kind of negative vibes going on. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. My wife didn't, my wife didn't sleep at all, so she wouldn't agree with my sentiment. You get no normal. sleep. That's a downside. She you didn't no sleep, sleep at all. We got back to Miami, and she slept for like twenty hours or something when we land, when we when we docked. But. Um, yeah, there's there, there's no time to sleep because it's 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 like a party for for three or four days, just nonstop. But I really have nothing, nothing really negative to say about the experience in general. What, nice. about, what about you, Nigel? The real, the only downside that I've noticed is
1: now um, when it comes to lining up for the first row of the uh, Kiss yeah. Electric shows, people are now lining up at ten a.m. When they don't even open the doors to like six, seven p.m. to let people in, and I've heard a lot of the first year that uh, on Kiss Cruise Two that I was on it, we were the first ones in line, and we got there about two hours before they opened the doors, and that was on a new boat. Uh, they they had done the first one on a different cruise line, so people weren't really sure what was going on or how early you're supposed to line up. So we got lucky, and we only had to wait two hours, but. Now they're lining up at 10 a.m. And, you know, it's like if you want to get a good spot, you have to pretty much waste an entire day. Well, if you want to, to spend your vacation, and line and line and not
0: move. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that, that, that doesn't and make there an were a lot any sense why, why you do of that.
1: Because people weren't sure where the line started um, the first couple of years. So they'd start in a line that they thought was the, the front of the line. And then people would come like an hour or two later and say, no, the line's over here. You have to get behind everyone else now. And there was a lot of arguments with um the crew I feel like everybody kind of knows now what's going on, but there was all this craziness as to what was going on and people that were waiting in lines that they thought were right but turned out to be wrong and that's where a lot of the the negative aspects came in for me, but it wasn't nothing that the band did. It was just fans thinking that they had to be first, you know everybody had to be first.
0: Right, so let's uh, let's wrap this up um, for everyone out there. Head on over to thekisscruise.com. Sithman is Sixman is partnered with Kiss for these cruises, and if I read their website correctly, they are you know trying to finalize um, bookings for this, and it looks like there are still cabins available uh, or options for that. Um, again, they're selling it with the electric and mass Away show on the pool deck. Uh, one autographed commemorative items signed by each band member, a photo with you, your uh, your cabin mates, and KISS masked or unmasked, your choice this year. And of course they'll be performing the complete Alive album in its entirety. during their indoor ticketed show, dressed as they were in 1975. And there's an asterisk after that, so I don't know what that means. And the final bullet point is a yearbook celebrating five years of the Kiss Cruise. Now, that sounds really cool to me, so I'm going to have to find someone who's going on the cruise to buy me a copy <laughs> of that, um, because I've not been there. So it looks you know, like it's going to be exciting again. And you know, everything I've seen on the boards and heard from you guys today, is that it's been a positive experience so you know congrats to KISS um, you know here's something that is a sounds like it's a really positive thing so final words guys and let's start with Alex
3: um, you know if you guys are going to do the cruise go on it um, the only reason I, don't, I can't go is because I'm, I'm choosing my education over the cruise and stuff but if I, had, uh, if I had the income to do it I definitely would do a cruise so I'd say go for it. Um, I have been, but everything I hear about and people going, they love it. Um, except for Lonnie hearing the monster song. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, I'd like, I'd like to go back. I enjoyed, I enjoyed going. Um, obviously it was, it was fantastic. Um, I'd like to go again. My wife, I don't know if I can talk her into going again. once she didn't get much sleep and that's not a good combination. And, uh, I'd like to go again. It was it was fantastic. And if, you, and if you have the means to do it, by all I think it's something that a die-hard KISS fan should experience at least once.
0: Nigel, you get the final when, words.
1: When I was 12, 13 years old and I first got into KISS, there was never a time where I ever imagined I would be on a boat for three days, four days, whatever it is, with KISS, seeing multiple shows, meeting all these fans... It's just something that I never, I, I, you know, I knew at some point I would be front row at a show somewhere somehow, and I knew at some point I'd meet the band, but I never thought it would be something as cool as that. Where it was just Kiss Disney World is what it is for three or four days, mm-hmm. and if you if you have the funds and you know you want to cram three or four people into one small cabin and get you know try to get it as cheap as possible, and you can do that, go for it. Because even if you just go to one, you won't regret it, and you'll have. A bunch of stories to tell later on.
0: And you are going to meet fans from all over the world. So great social event. I mean, it's almost like a uh, a support group, isn't it? So, you know, I, I guess we'll end it on there. Go. You know, if you're on the fence, give it a shot. you got nothing to lose. All right, Alex, Lonnie, and Nigel, thank you for your time today. And, you know, hope to see... Each of you, again, on future episodes of the uh, FAQ Podcast. Everyone out there, thank you for listening. Hope we didn't do any damage to your brain. So take care, everyone. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, guys.